Well, I'm just returning from the Ascend Conference, which was recently held in Dallas, Texas, and there I had the pleasure of meeting a physical therapist who has some unique views on the direct access trends that are going on and how that can benefit you as it, go, as it pertains to referrals. I hope you'll stay tuned for this next episode of PT Talker. This is PT Talker, presented by Advantage Medical. The aim of this podcast is to expose physical therapists to unique and innovative ideas to help grow their business. Each broadcast will introduce you to new concepts that will save you time, provide a better patient outcome, or lower your cost. And now, the host of PT Talker, Jeff Worrell. Back on the line with us is Lisa Kemp. I was lucky enough to choose the seat right next to her at the Ascend Conference that was uh, recently held in Dallas, and Lisa is the owner of Advantage Physical Therapy Associates. Couldn't be happier to have made her acquaintance. Actually, she's a listener of PT Talker, and now we have her on the show. Lisa, welcome to PT Talker. Welcome, Jeff, and thank you for having me. I was so excited to have the opportunity to sit next to you as well. Oh, it's great. We had a great time. We learned a lot, and one of the things that uh, you were kind enough to share with me were some of your thoughts and, and well, and you know what? Let's get let's give a little bit of your background first because you are a private practice owner, nine years in private practice. How many clinics do you have now, Lisa? We currently have six clinics throughout South Central Pennsylvania. Yep, six clinics, and you are you couldn't be more optimistic right now. You're doing very well. Is that right? That's correct. I'm very excited about the market and where we're heading. I know there's a lot of folks out there that are disappointed with uh, things and how they're turning, especially with accountable care and reimbursement, but um, I'm very optimistic and excited. Yeah, and so, um, so, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, because you are so optimistic, but you're optimistic for a reason, as I started to say. You have some, um, you're really doing some very positive things with direct access, and you have some specific thoughts regarding how referrals are coming to you. So let's start about start out with uh, what you're doing in your own practice as as in regards to direct access. How are you embracing that concept? Well, we really feel uh, with our practice that having direct access in our market allows us an opportunity that we wouldn't otherwise be afforded. Um, just like other people have um, experiences with POPs and HOPs, so the physician-owned and the hospital-owned practices, I'm really trying to keep those referrals in-house. We're trying to let our clients know that they have the opportunity to make the choice and that you know they don't always have to be um, run in mass, that they can experience opportunities where they have that one-on-one contact, and that we are qualified to see them without them having to go through the experience of waiting to see the physician, because we all know that that can take a significant amount of time sometimes for them, and that the longer the time that, you know, that they have to wait, the greater the chronicity, um, the more difficult it is for them to get back. So we are making sure that our clients know internally um, through word of mouth after having seen us, even if they've come from physician referral, that they do have a choice and that they can come see us at any time after that for that particular condition or any other musculoskeletal condition um, that they've experienced in the future. Right. So, so it's word of mouth. Is that working or do you have some other tools that you're using to get that message across? Well, we certainly use other tools as well. We have um, direct access pamphlets that we use when we do uh, different events, marketing events that we um, participate in. And in the school systems, actually, um, we do sponsor two schools specifically in our um, area. 
and we have it on our announcements. And we actually do advertise in the same uh, you know area as the the uh, hospitals and the physician-owned practices. And what's really neat is um, they've received it pretty well. I think that they like the opportunity to. Um, you know, be able to collaborate with us, and, you know, our therapists are taking a greater ownership in the responsibility of being that autonomous provider by, you know, contacting the physician and having those conversations. And when we develop those relationships, they have a sense of trust, and they know that we're the place to send their clients, especially if they have a more complicated need and they can't necessarily be, you know, seen in mass, if you will. Right. Now, I know um, that this was kind of a theme at the um, Ascend Conference where you and I were, um, where you and I met. And even I know Dave Manzo, um, who's the owner of Atlantic Physical Therapy, was talking about putting um, the kind of signs in the waiting room to reinforce this this direct access concept. How, what, what do you think, what's the response that you're seeing from patients? Are they surprised? Is it hard to break 100 years of medical history where, you know, everybody thinks they have to go to their doctor first? I think it's a mix, honestly. I'll tell you that we did have a client in our office um, some time back, and she had seen that we offered direct access, and she had known that her neighbor was suffering. And she told her neighbor that they didn't have to go to the doctor because they really didn't want to go through the whole process of things. And she said, you know, you can go right to the therapist and they can see you right away. And that that neighbor actually, through her um, recommendation, came to us and we were able to see that person through direct access and they were able to successfully be rehabilitated. So, And they didn't have to see the physician, which was fabulous. Um, so... It does work in that regard. Um, I don't have the signs that Dave has, but I am looking at putting those up because I thought that was a fantastic idea, mm-hmm. um, and I'd really love to collaborate more with him on what he does um, because I really thought his presentation was fabulous. Really. Now, let's change gears here a little bit and um, share your thoughts. Uh, you know, one of the, I guess, epiphanies that I had was that this that physical therapists can be a referral source now for physicians, and that's just such a loaded statement right there. What can you tell our listeners about your thoughts on that? Well, I think that when uh, we get a patient in, you know, it's our obligation to make sure that they are truly going to be treated for a musculoskeletal injury. We have provisions in the state of Pennsylvania with respect to how we can practice, and, and of course, musculoskeletal is what we're supposed to be treating. So if we find that there is um, a perceived orthopedic condition by the patient, but we determine that it might need uh, to be further differentially diagnosed um, by a physician, we will, um, based on the nature of the findings contact a physician's office if that patient does not have a family physician or an orthopedist um, locally, and we will call to find out who's actually accepting new patients and make referrals to those physicians. And they are very um, receptive. A lot of physicians are looking for new referrals, um, and they're looking for those that, you know, those referrals that truly uh, genuinely, genuinely excuse me, reflect what they're looking for as far as a patient to treat. So, um, you know, making that correct referral to the correct doctor will help the patient and it will also improve the opportunity for future referrals from the physician because they know that you know what they're looking for and um, that you're willing to make this referral to them. And it's a new opportunity for them for revenue as well. Right. So would I, would I be correct in maybe saying that there's been a shift in the power structure of 
referrals and do you see that the physicians are starting to maybe understand that this can be a reciprocal arrangement instead of it being one way as, as traditionally has been the case? I would say yes, that I think that the beginning foundation is being laid for that opportunity. I think that we need to see, now that we have all 50 states um, eligible, excuse me, to practice mm-hmm. uh, direct access, although some with provisions and some without, um, I think that you will start to see a greater trend in this process, and you will see people really embracing it and driving in it as we as a profession continue to move forward with it and utilize it more in a more constructive fashion um, to collaborate and to refer, yes. I would say that the opportunity for that to transition and start get that ball rolling down the hill in a more rapid pace, I think that's coming. Yeah. Now, you're very dynamic. Um, I can just tell from um, the time that I spent with you that that you're an excellent clinician and, and you run a really uh, just fantastic operation. But what do you attribute your success? You've got six clinics. That is not easy to do. I think all of our listeners would applaud you for that success. But what are some of the things that Advantage Physical Therapy is known for? What do you, What's your mantra? What are you telling your team? What what, what can you share with our listeners regarding that, your success? Well, what we really try to focus on is trying to do the right thing for our customer. We know that customer service trumps everything and that if we can provide that top-line value service for our clients, we know that they're going to express to others the importance of coming to see us versus going to see others because they're going to like their experience. Um, Having that culture, really having people have a great camaraderie and feeling like a family. Uh, We started our practice, I had two partners in 2005, and just in April I was able to acquire the practice independently to become sole proprietor. And in that, we obviously had a transition as if you would buy a, a practice Otherwise, someone else would come in and buy it. Even though it was still me and I had been here for the nine years, I wanted my team to know that they were important and that they didn't need to necessarily worry, but there were going to be changes as we moved forward. Mm -hmm. So I provided them the opportunity to develop and establish the values for the company that they wanted to work uh, for, and we subsequently did that, and we're working on that internal customer piece because just as our external customers, our patients and our physicians and our referral sources our customer, our internal customers, our employees, and it's very important for them to be um, very happy. So we're working on a lot of those pieces, and I think over the years that has really led us um, to the opportunity to be very successful. And we have a really great team of people who are just just extremely dedicated to what they do, and they really want to see our company succeed because they believe in what we're providing. Yeah, and you're up to, what did you tell me, 56 employees is is my memory? Yes, correct. 56 mm-hmm. employees. So so you're spending a lot of your time managing and strategically looking forward, that type of thing, correct? Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, there isn't a day that goes by that I'm not problem-solving something uh, to where do we go next and how is this going to you know, help us or hurt us and you know, what's going on in our market and what's coming down the line as far as uh, changes in the healthcare arena in general and, and what are the payers doing. So, yes, we're constantly trying to to look at all different aspects and um, those things that I don't need to handle on the clinical side. I definitely have my administrative team, but I do consult with them on a regular basis sure. um, to make yeah. sure we're moving in that in that positive direction. Excellent. And in our last 30 seconds, would, are you blue, you're, you're positive, blue sky out there. Um, what do you see as the future for private practice? 
honestly, I really feel that in private practice, we are going to be that direct access provider. I know futuristically, based on what's been uh, written in projection, that the physicians uh, on a primary care level are going to um, decline as far as being a population out there of easy access. And so mm-hmm. someone has to step up. And I think that that's, this is our opportunity with direct access and, and being afforded that chance to help support that primary care lo- lapse or loss um, and, and be able to support the baby boomers and those going forward. I really see it as, as a bright future and an opportunity for us to be very autonomous. So let's go get them, right? That's right. All go right. get them. I'd follow you anywhere. That's awesome. Oh, thanks. Thank you for joining us today on PT Talker. You've just been wonderful. Thank you so very much. I, I really had a great time. I enjoyed it. Good. Well, you have been listening to Dr. Lisa Kemp. She is the owner, the sole proprietor of Advantage Physical Therapy Associates in York, Pennsylvania, the owner of six great clinics uh, for the last nine years. And want to remind you that you can find previous episodes of PT Talker at uh, iTunes as well as go to at subscribe to our podcast when they are revealed at www.pttalker.com. This is Jeff Worrell saying thanks for listening, and I hope you feel this information will help you help someone get well today. PT Talker is a presentation of Advantage Medical, bringing you business news and ideas for therapists. Join us each week for new concepts to help you grow your rehabilitation business. To listen to previous episodes, visit us on the web at pttalker.com or on iTunes. Thank you.